0: Welcome, everyone. My name is Jeremy Perton, and I'm a senior associate in Herbert Smith Freehills' London-based tech, media and telecoms team. Welcome to today's podcast. Now, I'll introduce my co-casters shortly, but before I do that, I first want to introduce this new series on tech disputes from Herbert Smith Freehills. We're calling this Revolution or Evolution, Technology and the Changing Dispute Resolution Landscape. Over a series of podcasts, we want to explore the intersection of technology and digital transformation with trends and themes that we're seeing in dispute resolution. Over the coming weeks, you'll hear from our digital arbitration, IP and litigation teams about a number of themes and issues that we are seeing in tech disputes. These include collaboration disputes, issues with trade secrets, software audit and data licensing, reputation management, investment protection, and technology dispute resolution procedures. We've got a host of experts who will be sharing their thoughts and experiences, so please do join us for what promises to be a really interesting topical set of podcasts. Now, today, we're focusing on the sort of disputes that arise in technology services and transformation projects or in complex sourcing arrangements. We'll be splitting this into three parts. The first will be a survey of current trends and disputes between technology suppliers and customers. In the second, we'll have a discussion about the sort of risk mitigation and early intervention measures that we are seeing in the market. And finally, we'll wrap up with some tips and strategies for managing when things don't necessarily go as planned. Now, as I said, I'm a senior associate in our tech, media and telecoms team. I spend a lot of my time working with clients on complex technology and sourcing transactions, but I'm joined today by Rachel Lydgate and Martin Heavey, both of whom are dispute resolution experts. Now, Rachel is a partner in our firm's dispute resolution division and is experienced in acting for clients in complex IT outsourcing and digital transformation disputes. Martin's a senior associate in the same team and is the UK co-lead of the firm's digital law group. Now look, there's a whole world of things we could talk about today. The concept of IT or technology contracts and sourcing programs covers a broad church of arrangements between customers and suppliers. Sourcing programs in particular can run from vast programs of transformational activity through to regular cycles of exit and re-procurement of standardized services. What we want to do is talk about some key or recurring themes that we encounter when disputes don't turn out as planned and the parties find themselves in dispute or perhaps teetering on the edge of one. That's where the title of this session, Fences and Ambulances, come from. We often think of the identification and management of disputes and the contractual tools we can deploy as operating as either fences at the top of the cliff or as ambulances at the bottom. So let's begin with a question. What are the main types of disputes that we see in the market between IT customers and suppliers?
1: So often the the way disputes manifest themselves is in terms of delay, quality or cost. Uh, Essentially what they tend to boil down to is some combination of following. First, there are often unresolved differences of opinion as to what the scope of a given IT project or service is, particularly where the customer believes it is buying one thing and the supplier thinks it is providing another. Second, there is an allegation that the supplier is providing an inadequately low service standard. That might be where they are providing outsourced services and, for example, there are outages of IT services and this begins to affect the customer's own operations and the perception of whether they're getting value for money from the supplier. Third, the customer is concerned that it takes too long to resolve incidents or where an IT supplier has been brought in as part of a transformation project, the complaint is either that the delivery date keeps getting pushed back and or there are problems with what is being delivered usually that it either doesn't do what the customer expected or specified, or there are defects in elements of its performance.
2: And looking at tech disputes from a supplier perspective, the usual initial complaint we see is that a customer isn't paying the bills. But when you dig deeper, it's often quite a bit more nuanced than that, as it might be the case that the customer isn't paying or is not paying the amount the contractor thinks it should pay, because it says it has a contractual right, Uh, such as a right to service credits or some form of set-off right to reduce the amount that it uh, might pay or uh, the customer might say that a milestone has not been hit when a supplier thinks it has been added to that a number of disputes arise because of disagreements over whether or not there has been a change in scope with related additional cost and who should bear the cost of such changes in scope uh, in fixed price contracts, there's often dispute as to whether the supplier is entitled to charge extra because of delays outside of its control, uh, or indeed that it sees as being the fault of the customer. And we also commonly see disputes in relation to whose responsibility it is to fix defects that have arisen. Defects are a fact of life, but this is an area that is often complicated by clauses that distinguish responsibility by reference to the type or the seriousness of the defect. So you might end up with an argument about how material defects are. So you very quickly get uh, quite polarised views of the factual position.
0: Thanks, Martin, and thanks, Rachel. Now, Martin, these to me seem like common issues you would expect to find in a range of contract types. What is it that makes
1: these issues so relevant or particular to IT contracts? You're absolutely right, Jeremy, that many of those ideas disagreements over scope, concerns about quality or value for money, and problems with delay and payment aren't the exclusive domain of technology contracts. Indeed, one obvious parallel is construction contracts, and in many ways, the development and deployment of a new IT system can be similar to a construction project. However, whilst many lay business people can conceptualize bricks and mortar related issues, it's often the case that people are less familiar with the development and implementation of technologies and the steps involved in those projects what we find is that some of the characteristics of IT contracting complexity criticality to business operations cost pressures lengthy supply chains and the need to manage rapid growth in technology exacerbate these points in relation to that last point one of the issues that comes up quite often is that where you have a lengthy transformation program the solution can be out of date before it is even delivered That can lead to various difficulties, including where the customer decides it no longer wants that solution or wants it to be refined or changed to modernise it.
2: So uh, I think we can see those issues reflected in many disputes. I'd maybe highlight a few areas that come up regularly. The first is, is problems with requirements and dependencies, and usually this is all about a lack of clarity in those which creates uncertainty, and parties pulling in different directions the second is unsuitable contract terms and that might be because the the template the document that was this contract was adapted from was actually not suitable to start with um, and the parties have therefore attempted to shoehorn a completely different project into an inappropriate standard form i think that when I talk about unsuitable contract terms, it might mean, well, there just aren't enough or sufficiently rigorous rails within the contract to keep the project on them. Or you sometimes see the the opposite, which is you have lots of very complex procedures which are just not not fit for purpose. They don't reflect how the project is going to run on the ground. So effectively, the contract gets put in a drawer and not pulled out until lawyers get involved later in relation to a dispute. I'd also highlight change control, and that is often an area where, as I say, you might have quite a complex procedure, but the parties then might move away from it, either because it's too difficult to follow it or it's not fast enough. So you end up with a contract being operated in a way that is quite different from what is written within the contract, and that is uh, an absolute obvious situation where where disputes are likely to emerge.
1: What I'd add to that is linked to what Rachel says, one of the challenges that can arise, even where the parties do follow the change control processes, is that the volume of change derails other elements of a project, meaning that what is delivered is either or both late or of poor quality. Another area where we sometimes see issues is whether there are subcontractors. The nature of those issues will vary, but certainly there are a number of disputes that arise between a supplier and customer where the subcontract's performance falls short of what is expected of it. Similarly, there are frequently disputes where there is a disconnect between what it is the main supplier is doing on the project and the work done by the subcontractor, meaning that there can be elements of work that fall between the gaps. Finally, it's worth mentioning that there are a number of different delivery methodologies that can be used by parties in delivering an IT project, including agile and waterfall delivery methods. Sometimes a failure to understand what those delivery models means in the context of the project can itself lead to disputes. Whichever model chosen will have its own advantages and disadvantages. But the key point for the parties is that it is important that they understand how the delivery model chosen affects how the project is run and that the parties give thought to how their rights and remedies under the contract fit with that delivery model.
2: So to bring all of that together, I think it's clear that whilst parties will always want to avoid disputes if they can, there are so many potential things that could go wrong Um, and which can impact the successful delivery of a transformation programme or the provision of ongoing IT services. So we're going to pause there with that introduction. Join us for part two of this podcast where we will be discussing some potential mitigations to reduce the risk of those disputes arising.